Thanksgiving's approaching. We just had something of a Friendsgiving ourselves. We did. It was very nice. Um, what? I know you're a big Thanksgiving guy. Your family likes Thanksgiving. You cook a bunch of stuff. My family doesn't cook anything, and our Thanksgiving is bad. What are some of your most unconventional Thanksgiving dishes that you've made over the years? You sure. Want to share with the public. All right. Uh, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Yeah. I. Because not Come not have only a few is... at my place with my family, you'll change your mind. No, oh, no, I'll convert your family. I'll, I'll get I'll get I them would on board. Love to see you try to convert my family to cook something interesting. I. Uh, yeah, not only do I come from a family of people that cooks, a family of foodies, but I uh, we do we do like to change it up. You know, mm-hmm. you've got you've got the staples uh, more often than not. You've got a. Uh, you know, you've got a sweet potato, you've got various vegetables, a turkey, of course. I, off the top of my head, my number one favorite thing that I've brought as a Thanksgiving side dish yeah. is a, a vegetable lasagna. A vegetable lasagna, okay. Yeah, uh, this so was... Uh, have you ever tried the fish thing, or is that just... That's not Thanksgiving, it's just Christmas? Well, what do you mean, like making... The fishes. What is oh, the, the fishes Feast of Seven Fishes? Uh, no, that's a Christmas thing. Yeah, okay. uh, traditionally Italian, which I am. Well, you not, said lasagna, which uh, is what clicked in my brain. Sure, I uh, I have no uh, no opposition to doing mm-hmm. that. If I ever am hosting a Thanksgiving, perhaps yeah. I'll give it a shot. Or would it turn out like the bear, the famous episode of the bear? Uh, not quite like the bear. Uh, I mean, it, I guess it depends on which side of my family I'm hosting say, it for. Did you find any like? Is that why you like that episode so much? You were like, oh yeah, sure. Uh, yes, I, I deeply related to everything <laughs> that was going on in that episode. Uh, whereas, no one, as far as I know, has crashed a car through a wall, though, in your family. Um, no, not, not like purposely that's like, like the that. TV anyway, version of, I, yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? One of my, uh, one of my aunts did want to punch a hole in the wall. Well, who among us? That was in her youth. So it doesn't really count. You, so you weren't there? No, no, mm-hmm. I was not yet, uh, present in the world. I, but anyway, yeah, I I know that you found that episode to be like a little a little over the top, That's a, what little, I'm saying, a little a little much. Maybe you didn't because you were like, uh, oh yeah, sure. Uh, no, like I, I, it was like it was certainly uh, dramatically exaggerated, right. but uh, in principle, very relatable. Okay, got it. I. Uh, anyway, yeah, vegetable lasagna. There was it was a. Uh, you know, a sort of charred mushroom spread was one of the layers. Uh-huh. A charred Brussels sprout. Mm-hmm. Spread was a uh, a second layer, and these were sandwiched in between uh, spinach noodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and there was you know there's cheese going on in there. It was very good. I was very happy with it. Uh, people enjoyed it quite a bit. I uh, let's see. I know that uh, every year this isn't uh, this isn't one of mine, but uh, for uh, for the holidays is sort of an unconventional thing. I mm-hmm. uh, my dad will often bring a chicken liver mousse. Okay. Which I have made uh, at least once uh, on my own and brought to one of uh, Katie's family holidays, maybe a Christmas thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. Uh, he'll also do a cured salmon. 
which is uh, really easy and really I say really easy. The one time I tried to do it, it was a disaster. Uh, but theoretically, it should be very simple. Right. Just cover it in salt, stick it in the fridge for a few days, and bam, you're Antibiotics. done. Antibiotics. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you diagnose it first, and then you cure it. Sure, you do have to figure out the diagnosis first. Uh, I, uh, you know, there's the the kinds of potatoes can be doesn't just have to be mashed. You know, you do a scalloped potato. I love a scalloped potato. Sure, I uh, do too. A uh, just like a, a roasted potato, a potato wedge. Uh, the the sky's the limit. I think that's really the key to getting the most out of Thanksgiving, is uh, is broaden broaden your horizons. It doesn't have to be green bean casserole every year. People love green bean casserole. If that if that speaks to your heart, I then don't. bring it. But don't don't feel married to it. Okay. I also like it's covered it's covered in fried onions. I, I could do without that's it. That's true. I don't like the the mushroom soup. Sure, part of it. The green beans, though, we can all agree. Green beans and like shredded cheddar sounds great. Yeah, sounds there's, there's, and there's lots of room to interpret. I uh, so yeah, those those are those are my keys to Thanksgiving. Okay. I did make that mac and cheese last year. Yeah, yeah. Was that uh, was was that rewarding for I, you? Did you did you did you feel I mean, enriched was, for I, having contributed? It. I don't think anyone particularly. My family doesn't like, you know, eat. My mom can only eat a little, but she does like to eat. Bruce can't really taste anything. David is whatever. Uh, my aunt uh, is always like watching her weight. Uh, my cousin, one of my cousins, is a vegetarian and very picky. The other cousin is a vegan, which makes him picky. Yeah. Uh, so like, I don't think anyone appreciated it. Okay. Just a miserable holiday for me. I don't like it. What? Uh, okay. Do you have, are you? What are you making this year? Have you thought about this yet? Uh, yeah, doing a lot of uh, yeah, a lot so of dessert early to business. Be talking about this, but it's on the brain because we just did a thing. I uh, I mean, it's not that early. It's next week. No. What? Oh, I guess a week after this week. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah I'm making a. Uh, I've been conscripted to do a pumpkin pie. Okay. Uh, my cousin. Uh, How boring. Uh, well, not if you uh, not if you find the right recipe, not if you do it right. And also, I've been making this rye pie crust. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very lot much recently. into rye right now. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's uh, it's such a it's such a fun way to uh, jazz up pie crust. Yeah, goes really well with pumpkin. I'm also doing a uh, pecan pie, uh, both with that uh, both with that crust. Classic. Uh, and then I don't uh, I don't know what Katie and I are going to contribute to her family's thing. Uh to smaller things we might need to do more than normal but that's oh, that's tbd okay i uh, but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it and already thinking ahead to christmas too because that's oh boy. Equ- equally uh, equally good time for cooking yeah. you guys eat well i'm jealous of it hello everyone and welcome to what's in the box office your weekly look at movies and the, the money they make i didn't say but it's 251st episode uh, each week here, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I am your host, Noah. You're my uh, host. You're in my house. Yeah, well, this is... Uh, that, that's a good point. I'm I'm your guest, Noah. <laughs> I like that. Let's just change it to that every week. All right. Um, I'm your host, Brian, and I'm your guest, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is good. We should try that out. All right. Uh, Hello, everyone, and welcome to the <laughs> 251st episode of What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. Damn it. Didn't I didn't do I, it. I, I don't make me do it three times. You know that I certainly might. 
I swear to God, that was not on that purpose. That 1,000% was on purpose. No, it was not. That was <laughs> That's such automatic... a bit you would do. That's such a bit you would do, it too. It is, and I know, and that's why it's hard to convince you that it wasn't on purpose, but I... <laughs> All right, fine. I promise. Well, hopefully from, next uh, week we'll do on it. On the spirit of Thanksgiving. I'm not going to do it a third time. <laughs> that was Maybe not I will purpose. in the middle of a show. In the sure. middle of the show, I'll do it. <laughs> Who's to say? Mm-hmm. Listen, guys. You'll never see it coming. I tried my best to find a top five to honor the release of the Marvels. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to be the one sitting here putting on a public dec- declaration of hatred towards that franchise and everything it stands for. Nor are you going to put on a public declaration of admiration. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go that far. Like, I. Yeah. You're I, not excited to see. I, it. I am who you I am, and like who it. I am is like more and more out on Marvel every I time I think I about am. it. But like once again, I would find myself in the position of being on the same team as a bunch of really weird and gross people that yeah. I don't care for. So women and <laughs> Brie Larson. Oh, do you meant the? Oh, you meant the? Trolls. Yeah, I meant I meant the against. Gotcha. Thank you. I. So as far as my uh, my capacity as your guest Noah on uh, what's in the box office, uh-huh. I to- totally neutral out. examination. Uh, however, <laughs> couldn't get a top five. So instead, mm-hmm. this weekend saw another momentous occasion. Not the release, but the expansion of the holdovers. Okay. It ex- Alexander Payne films? The Alexander Payne film. No, not all of them. Uh, the biggest, wasn't he canceled man in history? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, sent, well, no, because that's still got to be... Uh, not since still got to be Gibson. your guy. Uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Amsterdam. David O. Russell. David O. Russell. Well, he wasn't like ever technically... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, with the, his niece and shit. Yeah. Like, every every yeah. time. Wasn't he canceled? No, I guess not. Yeah. Uh, but no, our boy A-Pain is back. A-Pain. Uh, <laughs> A-Pain rode the A-Train. I gotta look up what he... I think it was like... I don't know. We won't discuss it. It's sure. online if you want to find it. Yeah. Uh, make, make your own decisions Point is, about whether it's to one of the, the best-reviewed movies of the year. <laughs> and Paul Giamatti's in it. He stars. Sure is. And so I have ranked He's my top five. A weird eye. <laughs> Paul Giamatti movies. He does? In the movie, yeah. Oh, come on. When you think of that movie, you think of like the freeze frame of him going like, oh, you can't tell his eyes a little weird? Well, I just, in the freeze frame, like all of him looks weird. Right. I, I didn't know that his character had like an eye. His character has an eye. Routine. Uh, now, my top five Paul Giamatti movies. Paul Giamatti has appeared in a ton of stuff, okay. often in a smaller and a, you know less less prominent role. He doesn't often take the starring position when he That's does. That's what made it's in like, Sideways so exciting. Yeah, Sideways might appear on this list. Let Who's me guess. Say? Your top five. Jack Goes Boating. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, the uh, Big Fat Liar. Uh, uh, the Ides of March. I, I, I did give he consideration. the Ides of March? Yeah, he's like, uh, he's not he's not a star in that, but he is like a he has a prominent role. Oh my! Uh, I did give consideration to Big Fat Liar, which sure. was a very important movie to me for a number of years. <laughs> Let's watch uh, it tonight. Go no. ahead. No, thank you. Uh, couldn't quite get there. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was on the short list. Yeah, they go to Universal Studios. Uh, and also, there's a there's several movies uh, I have not I have not seen. Uh, Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man. Uh, what is it? Not. All I can think of is Winning Time, the Lakers show, but like the... 
Oh the yeah, no, that's, movie. A, that's a good movie. Is it called Winning Time? Also? No, I don't, I don't win, think win. so. Win win. Yeah, that movie's good. I uh, no, but a movie that I have seen, number five on my list, uh, and one that was also important to me for a shorter number of years, but at the time of its release, I really enjoyed The Illusionist. Oh, I the have, answer the the smaller budget answer to the Prestige. Yeah, I have since come around to being a Prestige head. You weren't uh, a Prestige is, head at first. Well. You're more basically right player. at the release. Like I caught illusionist in theaters and mm-hmm. I was like, man, the illusionist was great. And yeah. like smaller scale and more intimate and interesting. Mm, just uh, real. Yeah. And I didn't quite like, I wasn't quite like a Nolan guy at that time. Uh huh. So it's just like, yeah, I'm, did you not see the prestige in theaters? I probably did. Huh. Uh, no, in fact, I definitely did. I uh, definitely did. But yeah, no, I was, I was an illusionist guy. Uh, if I had to pick sides, uh, that opinion did not hold within me. I think The Prestige hold is over. one of Christopher Nolan's best movies. That opinion did not hold over with you. It did not. Uh, but Paul Giamatti was uh, was a very prominent part of it, and uh, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I'd like to watch that movie again sometime. Uh, number four, a uh, smaller but memorable role in The Truman Show. Uh, yeah, he was like a switchboard guy, right? Yeah, he uh, he plays like one of the producers in the yeah. uh, in the switchboard. Love room. the Truman Show. Uh, hangs out a faves. lot with Ed Harris. One of my faves. Yeah, and it's a yeah, it's a really good movie. Not uh, you know, not a not a prominent exhibition for Paul Giamatti, no. but like I remember him in it. Mm-hmm. He he has he has that sort of commanding presence about him that you get a you get a small role. Even I bet this is an unnamed role, but you're like, oh yeah, Paul Giamatti's in the Truman Show. That's dope. Number three, another uh, small, less prominent role, but still a memorable one that I enjoyed in yeah. a better movie, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, he plays, you know, like a beleaguered sergeant or something, one of the many stops they uh, they make. And it's like, oh, we're liaising with Paul Giamatti now. Have you seen Matt Damon? Yeah, he's down that way. Go talk to someone else. It was weird they called him Matt Damon when his name is so specifically in the title. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a it was a poorly written and directed film. They had no control on set. Uh, Steven Spielberg. That's why I lost Best Picture. Yeah, that's that's uh, exactly why. I, uh, you know, this is this is just a classic Paul Giamatti role. Uh, even even more than the Truman Show, but just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah. Paul Giamatti's in this. That's awesome. I'm really excited for this yeah. couple of scenes. Uh, on a number two where he is a little more prominent. Still, this is a uh, this is a big ensemble movie. There's a very few of the enormous cast in this mm-hmm. have uh, a real lingering presence. But when he does, he makes it count in 12 Years a Slave. Oh, God. I, don't know if I forgot he was in that. That's due for a rewatch. Yeah. I, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, to honor the retirement of Steve McQueen. No, he's <laughs> a making film. a movie with Saoirse. Uh, well, make it faster. I told you about this. Uh, no, you did. Yeah, I know. But it's been quite some time. Yeah. Uh, sure. Listen, I mean, what is what is there to say about 12 Years a Slave? One best picture, deservedly so. One of the most uh, uh, devastating uh, endings of a film. That was a specific line toward the end of that movie that wrecks me. Yeah, and just, just chock-a-block with people... Yeah, given Paul Giamatti esque performances, show up for a few scenes, be like, "Oh man, I love that actor. Oh man, they were really great." Yeah, by actor, uh, onto the onto yeah. The next you gotta stop saying by actor in theaters. It really is because you don't know when they're leaving for good, so you do it 
Almost at the end of every scene. I, I'm right more often than not. You have to admit. You said by actor so many times during Killers of the Flower Moon because you assumed Robert De Niro had died during production because he's so fucking old. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not right every time, but more often than not, I have a pretty good hit rate with by actor. By actor. And listen... Not only that, but when you find an actor who is bisexual, you freak out. You're <laughs> yeah, so man. excited. Theater decorum has collapsed to such a degree that you just feel. Why are you contributing to it then? Because because I decided it's it's you can't beat them, join them, and I had to create my own. And you brand did try beating them of that, havoc. You got in a lot of trouble for that. Part. Yeah, and then when I was released, I decided to create my own brand of havoc. I number one is sideways though. Like, you can't beat them, and I've been told I can't beat them. <laughs> Yeah, the legal system has made it very clear. Uh, Sideways is a really good movie that I resisted for a while. Uh, yeah, you did. The first time I showed that to you, you were not a big fan. No, and really the second time I watched it, like I, I always understood that Paul Giamatti was outstanding in this yeah. movie. Uh, it just a, uh, equally parts uh, funny and sad and... You know, he's a he's a loser and he's a jerk, but also he has pathos and he has humanity. And it's a it's a really outstanding role. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church was actually the one that kind of turned me on the movie the second or third time I saw it, whichever time it was when I was like, oh, shit, like Thomas Hayden Church also just like really fucking funny. There was like a stretch of I forget what other one, but I think there was like two Thomas Hayden Church movies I saw. In relative succession. Spider-Man 3. Yeah, it was probably Spider-Man 3. It made me go, is Thomas Hayden Church just like an outstanding actor? Easy A. Am I like a... I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm out for the most part. Yeah, I'll have to to look it up. But there was was a brief time when I was like, am I a huge Thomas Hayden Church guy now? Uh, Am I in love uh, with Thomas Hayden Church? Yeah, much like Sandra Oh. Am I going to have an affair with Thomas Hayden Church before his wedding? Uh, Yeah. No, this is uh, is a re- is a really good movie that uh, Paul Giamatti is just just incredible in the performance of a career of a great career. Uh, maybe the holdovers will find a spot He's on this so list. So fucking good in that movie. I, uh, yeah, really uh, really good stuff. Should have been you, nominated. Should have won. Was not nominated. Do you have any uh, Paul Giamatti's off the dome? No, nope, I struggled to think of the <laughs> ones that I mentioned. I know because he's he's a he's a chameleon of sorts. There's got to uh, be some old like '90s shit that I'm just like, oh yeah, fuck you were in that. Probably like an uh, almost famous kind of thing. Yeah. I uh, onto the actual top five though. Can we get to it? Uh, we're we're getting there, baby. Uh, this weekend was uh, featured featured the Marvels in the number one spot, mm-hmm. uh, followed then by Five Nights at Freddy's, Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, Priscilla, and Killers of the Flower Moon. But the Marvels uh, is our uh, our number one, opened to forty seven million dollars. I'm gonna go barricade the door because I've said the Marvels out loud now, and I can hear them stampeding down the street towards us. What are your thoughts on that opening? Uh, seems bad. Okay. Like, I mean, there's, I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of the commentary that this is among, uh, among Marvel's like worst openings. Uh, maybe just Marvel's worst opening, uh, globally and locally. And it's a, it's a really low number that I'm not surprised by. I think this movie had very little going for it uh a lot of complexity with their sort of uh devolution into television 
uh, two of the three stars of this movie came from their Disney Plus shows. <coughs> uh, Captain Marvel was a huge hit when it came out that I'm sure got like at least a little bit of right before Avengers bump, but still, was that between the two? What, Marvel? Yeah. It was between them. To okay. The, to, uh, like March 2019. Yeah. So it was I was just there, before Endgame. Yeah, that was, that was at the height of the frenzy. So like any any Marvel movie coming out then would have gotten a bump. But still, like it was a huge movie. Right. So you can't contribute all of that to uh, Infinity War and Endgame. But it just it that feels like it was a million years ago. Yeah. Not not just like the whole, like it was pre-COVID and all that, but it just it feels like we've gone through three phases of Marvel at this point. I have no idea if that's true. I couldn't keep track of any of the phases if you We're on phase offered me a bag five, of money. I think. That, that's that's news to me. I uh, but it just I, any momentum they could have gotten from Captain Marvel, I think, has been has been squandered. Okay. And it's just it's a it's a tough time. They're they're floundering more and more with every release, and there has not been really any indication given that they're trying to right the ship, that they're trying to build that well, hype and build I momentum mean, again. Yeah, I don't know what you expect them to do because all of these things were already made. When yeah, this train I, started to, I I I guess I w- I would have, I would have expected them while making them to have any kind of plan at all. I mm. uh, and it is I guess it's more and more clear with every release that they don't they didn't uh, they just kind of thought that the Avengers hype would live forever and they wouldn't they wouldn't really have to do it again right i uh, and so until they get a, sh- a shot at like making all this stuff from scratch and starting fresh i just i think this is this is kind of what we're gonna get so it is the lowest opening of the uh of the franchise of the cinematic universe lower than uh, incredible hulk which previously had the title um and I think a lot of what you said is right. I think that Captain Marvel was a um, kind of like a singular experience because it wasn't that good of a movie, but it was just sandwiched in between the f- third and fourth Avengers movies and, you know, a year after Black Panther and the first, you know, female superhero-led movie for them. And, um, and I think that that was just kind of conflated into a big deal. I think just the anticipation for in-game helped a lot. Um, so this was never going to make what that made. Uh, but it's a disappointing number. I mean, there's no getting around. It's $200 million. But at this point, I feel like $200 million is just like nothing for them. Like, yeah. I just like, I think that they're going to start making movies for less, but it's not like this costing $200 million is crazy. Cause I think they all of them do right now. Um, but, you know, I mean, uh, Kamala Khan is... Her show was very low rated, but well liked. But also, like, if it was highly rated, it's not like putting like Bucky in here would have done anything. Right. Um, WandaVision, you know, Monica Rambo is not the star of that, so it doesn't do anything. And I think it's like a team up movie of two people that people aren't really excited about just yet. I think that this is supposed to be the team up for the movie. Um, and, you know, like this is supposed to get people excited for them to team up in general. But right, uh, it wasn't like putting these two together were automatically going to sell tickets. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, and it I I think it also like you've got you've got sort of the anchor of Captain Marvel, yeah. but I feel like being paired with two TV characters that people don't really know or care about right. kind of weighs down the appeal of Captain Marvel. Like Iron Man would not have shown up in a ensemble movie with uh, I, I, I can't even think of like Ant-Man and Wong. Like sure. it's just, it just, it just wouldn't, wouldn't happen. He gets his own movies. Right. Uh, and like, I, I really feel like the, they had an opportunity for Captain Marvel to be like part of their, their next top tier of Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like she probably wasn't going to be the new Iron Man, but she could have been the new Thor. Just like the the third the third level like big heavy hitter for the Avengers movies, yeah, uh, and it just like just never really happened. Like she wasn't that she wasn't that prominent in the Avengers movies, and then she just kind of like is off in space and just feels disconnected from everything. Right, and also it's not that she's just like so powerful that they're like yeah, that's that's she can't thing be everywhere. They made her too strong. Like, what is it that she does? I like. I don't, I don't want to get in too much into like why these things are bad, but I don't know what Captain Marvel's powers are. I understand from the trailer to this movie that they are intended to be light based. Yeah, she can manipulate light in some do, way. I think she can do everything. I just, I, I feel like, just yeah, she seems. She, she just seems like a very one to one parallel with like Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Or she's like incredibly strong, and she can fly, and she can also shoot laser beams from her hands. I mean, what does Aquaman do? He's strong. Can he fly? I don't know. I I don't know, but like he talks See? to fish. I okay. his powers are fish based. I also think Aquaman's a very dumb superhero. But um, I think that the failure of this movie and like you know it got a B cinema score, so it's not even like people really liked it. Although the people who do like it are liking it, and I think that's awesome. And I'm expecting, I'm going into it expecting to have a good time. I hear it's very light and zippy and under two hours, and like that's what I'm here for. Sure. There's a musical number. I just like I'm very much. There's a musical number. Yeah, she goes to a planet that's like a musical planet. Okay. Um, very Bollywood inspired, and uh, I hear the fight choreography is good. I'm like I'm excited for. It. I think it's I'm excited for a zippy, light comic book movie i don't know i feel like we're in desperate need of this uh everything's grimdark yeah you know even shazam is like the last shazam movie had like the one of the kids died and then came back to life and there's like is that true yeah and there's like a big like dragon and shit and you're just like what no um you know even the first shazam was full like monsters like threatening to eat people yeah and also he's he's like being abused as a child and stuff it's it's it turns out his mom left him on purpose and yeah it's it's just like there's yeah there's nothing here for mass audiences but i think that um the marvel brand has been diluted i think it's their fault i think it's the tv show's fault less than the film content obviously if they put up better movies then that's one thing but like people liked shang chi people liked guardians 3 like it's not like all their movies have been shitty you know yeah black widow's good like there's just it's just they're not at like and, like, what were we looking at before? Like, was Ant-Man 2 that great? Was Ant-Man that great? Like, it's not like they were, like, well, they were making the best movies of the year, and then <laughs> I don't know what happened. Like, no, this is just their content. This is what they've been doing from the beginning. Thor The Dark World. 
No, people didn't like. No, I, Thor. People didn't like. Still, Thor: The Dark World. Still, my my mem- remembrance of the worst movie they've made. You know, Doctor Strange. I didn't like. Like they're not batting a thousand. I just think that what's coming across here is the things they're choosing to put in theaters are just coming on the heels of things they're putting on TV. There's too much of it, um, and they really need to kind of back off all this shit. I think they will, but I just it sucks that it had to come. At the expense of this movie. Scott Mendelson said this before on Twitter and stuff that like, you know, if only the big like inclusion movies didn't come at the end of the superhero phase fade. Yeah. Like, you know, the big like the first, you know, uh, superhero of color and the first female superhero movie like, boy, wouldn't it have been great if like they didn't come in 2018 and 2023 when people were, you know, when it felt, you know, when instead Superhero movies back like five, six years ago were like events all to themselves. So now when they fail, it's a shame that we have something to blame. And it's like, well, it was an all girls movie. That's probably why. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's just the it's the Disney M.O. of like you're never you're never going to see the hint of a gay person until everyone else has already put gay people in their movies. And when they do, we know it's okay. They're like hugging in the background. Yeah, it is. It is the uh, the most generous definition of the word hint yeah. that you can apply. I so yeah, they're they're never they're never going to be like on the forefront of that uh, that kind of stuff, which is which is annoying and is a shame. And to your point of uh, of the movies like always not being that good, yeah, I think that's definitely true. I. Sure. Uh, I will. I will kind of ride for the first Ant Man. I think that has its qualities, but I, like gen- generally, no. That, that that point is well taken. I also but. like. I also like Ant Man. I like Ant Man too. I just they're not like you know Black Panther or like Iron Man or Avengers Endgame. Where you're like, could these be nominated for Best Picture? No, but they even the the mediocre ones yeah. back in the before times. Yeah, they all had a sense of momentum behind them. Sure. They yeah. all like whether or not it was like specifically Thanos, like we're working towards Thanos. It was eventually, but even yeah. like in the middle ground, it's just like, oh, like Avengers 2 is going to come out soon and I know who's going to be in it. And like we're adding a couple new Avenger- Avengers and that's cool. And like, I'm excited. I, Avengers 5 is going to come out like in two years, three years, probably. three years. Yeah. And like, I, I still have no earthly idea who like the Avengers are right like in in like I, I know who the active you're also getting are, a young like, Avengers and a Thunderbolts movie sure and I I don't I, I don't know what the Thunderbolts are but like I I do but I what I've the text I've been presented does yeah, not make I it understand. clear to me like who is Iron Man who is Captain America who is Thor those are those are the big ones and they're all teaming up together like Marvel needs to pump its brakes Daredevil needs to be a movie and we're done with TV yeah, you got it. One sh- do one show then. Do one show a year and make it one show. You know, it's not like this year is Loki and next year is what if. It one it, there's one TV show we do and it's yeah. this TV show. And you could call call it the Marvel show. And then every year, you know, it kind of like, oh, well this year we did uh Loki and then next year it's going to be Loki and the, but just one thing under one banner. Yeah, it's the it's the, it's the same shit that happened with Star Wars. I uh, you know, we we have one successful thing and now we're just we're going to 
Yeah. We're going to flood the market with it. And by the time we realize the market is flooded, we there's still plenty more flood coming. This wasn't a surprise. Uh, it was avoidable, and it is a shame. Yeah. There we go. In the second spot, Five Nights at Freddy's made $9 million. That was a 52.6% drop. That is up to 127.2. Yeah, still a big drop, but uh, hey, look, it's, you know, it's made, made the money it made, and that'll be it. See, I, I look at that like it's, it's certainly not a small drop, but that, that does strike me as like, oh, it's kind of like leveled out a little bit. 52%? Yeah, I mean, that's... What is it, I, $9 I, I million? I kind of, like, I don't know if this is accurate or not but generally i see anything between like 45 to 55 percent as like normal and like kind of below 45 what, is when every I start. weekend I, uh, very broadly speaking yeah like there's okay. there is lots of context that can change that sure. but like you're looking at a uh, a movie that had a a huge plummet from being so front loaded as five nights at Freddy's. Mm -hmm. And then like after that, it drops 50%. Yeah. Like that. I, I kind of would have expected it to drop like another 60. Sure. It was just like everyone saw five nights at Freddy's and now we're done with it. Yeah. Whereas now it, this strikes me more as like, all right, all the five nights at Freddy people saw it. And then the weekend after that was like, we're, we're done. And now it's kind of leveled out and the, uh, the normies are seeing it. Maybe I that's still to me a hard drop with for such a small amount of money. Would it make eighteen then last week? This is third weekend. Uh yes, yes, it made eighteen last weekend. If it if it if it drops another fifty percent next weekend, then I st- I don't think okay, it's a good hold. But um, it made the it's cost twenty million. It's making a lot of money, uh, and yeah, it could have cratered. But um, I don't see this as a sign that like now it's reaching out to the masses. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're probably right. Uh, third place was Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour. It made 5.9, which was a 56.7% drop, is up to 172.5. Yeah. How many theaters did that lose? That lost 756 So theaters. what is it in now? It is in 2,800. So that's not that much. Okay. Uh, I was like, maybe the drop is because it just lost theaters to the Marvels. But no, I think it's also just running out of steam. These are two, these two second and third place are very niche shit. Yeah. So and, and this is also week five for Taylor. Week five so of a fucking concert movie that's made. It's going to make like double the second. Right. Gross, it's already made double the highest gross for a concert movie domestically. So. Yeah. This, this was never going to be like Top Gun. Yeah. Uh, it had it. It had its time and good it's for it. It's doing amazing business. Uh, in fourth place, Priscilla retains the fourth place spot with four point seven million. It was a four point nine percent drop. It See, was up to twelve point seven million. That is different. Dollars. How many theaters did that gain? That gained one thousand theaters. So okay, it basically so doubled its theater. It doubled theater and went down a little bit. It's at twelve million. Yeah. Would it make four? Yes. I mean, that could get to like twenty five. I think this is a big win for Priscilla. Yeah. This is this seems huge to me. Yeah, Priscilla is, seems like the kind of movie that. Like we'll see. could have if been makes, lucky to make twelve million dollars. That's true, but if it makes like twenty, then like if it drops after this, it makes twenty, like I, whatever. If it gets to like closer to thirty, I think we're looking at like right in twenty twenty three, a big specialty deal. This is a really encouraging sign. Yeah, and even even if it doesn't end up as a big deal, yeah. I feel like it is more likely than ever these days yeah. that these movies will just be like calamitously unseen. Sure, and so I'll. I'm just, I'm just really excited to see signs of like this is at least a normal release that people are seeing right. at a normal pace and maybe more. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely definitely encouraging. 
And in fifth place was Killers of the Flower Moon with 4.6 million. It was a 32.3% drop. That is up to 59.9. You said 6 million? Uh, no. No, 4.6 4. million. Well, how many did it drop in the theaters? Uh, it lost 429 theaters. So what's it at? It's still in 3,300. Okay. Yeah, that's a good hold. Yeah. It'll get to 70. And like people, you know, in articles being like, well, the budget was 200. Doesn't matter. A three and a half hour grim, dark, somber. Uh, just unappealing story-wise yeah. drama to R-rated drama making $70 million is completely thanks to Apple and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, this is going to be another entry into the uh, Blade Runner 2049 yeah. uh, Hall of Fame where it's like, this movie did really well. Yeah, for the it kind doesn't, of It doesn't matter it what the budget yeah. is. Like, that's crazy. $70 million? Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, our, uh, that is our top five. Anything to nope. uh, to spotlight Nothing here? Else. I guess the holdovers did uh, expand, as I mentioned sure. previously. Uh, that was in sixth place with 3.2. Uh, it gained pretty much all of its 778 theaters and has made what's, $4 million. What's so its far. per theater? Uh, 4,113. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. That's uh, all I got. All right. Well, then it's time to play everybody's favorite game. Which did it make more or less than? This is different or this is the same? No, it's still the same. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking ahead to the future, but sure. we're still in the okay. present for gotcha. uh, for a few weeks or so. Uh, we all know how to play this one. I named three movies, and you tell me whether each one made more or less than Insomnia, uh-huh. Little Women, yeah. or both. Yeah. For a bonus point, you can tell me the final gross of each movie within $5 million. Yep. You ready to play? Yep. Your first movie yep. is one of my favorites, Burn After Reading. Burn After Reading, middle. That's made less than Insomnia did, I'm sorry to say. That didn't make $70 million? It did not. Okay, then 50. Uh, it didn't do that either. Oh, wow. I was misreading that. Uh, okay. No, Burn After Reading made sixty point three okay. million dollars. Okay. Uh, which I would have liked it to make more. It is an incredible movie. Amount. If you haven't seen Burn, I mean, yeah, that's true. But like, I just I want more people to have seen it. In sure. Theaters. Uh, but no, that is a, that is a a good number for it. Yeah. Your second film is Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Uh, middle. That one outgrossed Little Women. Oh, that made over 100, huh? It did. All right, 114. That is almost dead on, 113.9. So you are still in this. You just need to ace your final film, Tomorrowland. Middle. Tomorrowland did fall in the middle. That's Uh correct. Uh, 80. A little too low. Fuck. Tomorrowland made 93. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, which, yeah, does seem wow. pretty surprising. Remember Tomorrowland? Sure do. Hugh Laurie was in Wrote that. a view for it. <clears throat> uh, All right. Yeah, it was not, uh, was not a very good showing. But now, I the Tomorrowland, uh, of course, is what I mean. Come and gone from a theater near you. Are you ready to go back in time? I am, yeah. Wonderful. Uh, the year is 2011. Mm-hmm. The date, November 11th to 13th. There are three movies released this weekend. Uh, this is, a, is this a Twilight? It's a tricky one. No, it is not Twilight. Mm. Uh, you've got a number one, a number two, and a number five. Um, it's not Marvel. 
No, it is not. Is it a Disney animated film? Uh, no. Fuck. All right. Oh, is it Harry Potter? No, not no, yet. No, you're you're not uh, not going for not going for franchise stuff here. Okay. This well, was probably then. intended to start a franchise. Okay. And did not do so. Well, give me some clues then. All right. So you're looking for a uh, a big uh, big action blockbuster, sort of uh, fantastical action blockbuster. <sighs> nope. All right. Uh, let's see. It's based in uh, based in myth in history. Um. Oh, immortal? No. Yeah, that's what is immortal. Im- immortals. Immortal open. Immortals openly <laughs> opened. Uh, Henry Cavill's that opened surprisingly big. Um, thirty million. We'll start there. Thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly uh, big. I had Going never. I had no idea crowd. what this was when I pulled up uh, 2011. I was like, "Oh, three movies, Immortals in number one. Yeah, what the on. hell is that? Some Going sort, some the, sort of uh, like one-off concert film? No, uh, no it's uh, yeah, just a Henry Cavill. Yeah, going after the 300 crowd. Yeah, I uh, didn't work, uh, and even as I was reading about it, I have no recollection of mm. that movie coming out. Uh, number two, yeah, uh, comedy. Um. Horrible Bosses 2. No. Horrible Bosses. That was a summer release. Uh, it was not Horrible Bosses. This was a... Uh, Four fe- Christmases. No. Go ahead. Featured a, uh, featured a, a comedy superstar in the lead. Melissa McCarthy. Uh, in both leads, really. Oh, Jack and Jill. Yeah. <laughs> 27. 25. Okay. Yeah, we just uh, just talked about that one recently. Yep. Uh, number five, an Oscar player. Ooh. Uh, big, uh, big historical drama. Yeah. Uh, oh. 2011, so it's in the 20, so it's like the same year as like Hugo? No. No, think like really, really shooting for best picture, really shooting for best actor, hmm. probably shooting for best director. Like uh, this, this movie wanted to contend. Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, Lincoln. It did not contend. It is not Lincoln, but that is in the uh, in the right ballpark, in the right JFK. kind of no. Uh, oh, what's history. it called? No, yeah, what's it called? Oh, it's in the right time period. No, I just meant like it is. You're yeah. you're, you're, you're looking Edgar. at American past. Yeah, it is J. Edgar. We saw that in theaters. We did a, spe- a special advanced screening, as That's I recall. Terrible. Really, really 13. bad. Uh, J. Edgar opened to navigate away from the page. Eleven point two. DiCaprio could not save it. No, uh, in fact, he was not super good. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Uh, Army Hammer, I believe. Yeah, uh, they were in love. Yeah, I think. sure. Uh, yeah, very, uh, very well done on that weekend, including Thank remembering you. What Immortals, which I, I don't understand. You know, we got an early reaction this week. We got two of them again. Trailers are rolling in for the big holiday movies. We're going to be watching the teaser trailer for Mean Girls, which is, of course, the Mean Girls musical adaptation. adaptation. Uh, so Noah hasn't seen it, so we're going to pause the recording and come back. But don't worry, it'll sound fine, because as always, it'll be seem... Less. All right. Mean Girls, the movie. No, Mean Girls, the musical, the movie. Releasing January 12th. Uh, no, what would you think of the trailer? Brian, has your mother seen Mean Girls? Yes, we saw it in theaters together. Uh, 
<laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um, 20 years ago. Nice. Uh, my mother has not seen Mean Girls. Here's the thing. Mm. It's, I don't, I don't want to get into the like, oh, man, I'm now realizing Mean Girls came out a while ago and like feel old because of it. I, the generation of people that watched and loved Mean Girls, our generation, mm-hmm. uh, maybe may like give or take, I don't know, five, ten years, do not have kids that they want to see this movie. That's not who they're advertising to. I well, okay. Let's let's see. First of all, people can have kids. Whatever they'd like, but also sure. So we were thirteen, uh-huh. right? Seventeen, sixteen-year-olds. Twenty years later, they're thirty-seven. So they would have had a kid when they're like twenty. Yeah, that's a good call. Also, I don't know. Twenty-somethings might have liked this when it came out, but I agree. This does feel like it's our movie that they're remaking. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure lots of people saw and liked Mean Girls, but like, yeah, your your mother's Mean Girls is like, it's Katie's Mean Girls. Right. Like, you got to make this movie in another 10 or 15 mm. years, and then you can say that. Sure. I I don't know. It's like, I'm not opposed to the, like, they made a musical out of this movie, and now they're making a movie out of the musical. Like, right. that, that seems fine. Whatever. Do, do whatever you want. Yeah. I... I... I don't know. It just feels. It feels like they made Mean Girls again. It's a lot of close-ups, and I'm it is a lot watching of it now in That's slow motion because there's there's so much imagery that I just didn't get the first time. Like the costumes are exactly the same. Uh-huh. Like, is that where we are with this movie? Like the costumes have to be exactly the same. Yeah, because otherwise, it's you've disrespected your mother. Okay. Sure. Um, you know. It's a lot of close-ups. I think that... uh, I don't know. The fact they're hiding that it's a musical doesn't bother me because it's a teaser trailer. Sure, and that's also just like a time-tested thing. And also, anyone watching this can kind of just piece together that's what's happening. There's a lot of, like, (coughs) dancing and shit in the background, you know? Um, What bothers me is, like, I think the lighting looks weird. And again, the uh, those sinks are very low. And again, the um, there's so many close-ups of people's faces. But I don't know. I'm excited for it. I, it feels small in a way. A lot of these song scenes that I've seen uh-huh. take place in a school hallway. It seems small to me, but it's not a problem. I mean, it's got. She seems like she's going to be good. Regina, um, Angry. Who doesn't? Who can't be excited for Angry Rice to be the lead of a big movie? Yeah, I I completely agree. Very fond good, of Angry Rice. Good for her. Tina Fey looks exactly the same. I agree. Um, and I like they brought back Tim Meadows. I think that's fun. Like, there's just certain, and they also changed some stuff. Like instead of the 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 holes in the shirt, I like that it's a wet look. Yeah. You know, they try to fuck her with. Um, I just uh, there's a lot here that. I just don't know how it's going to play. It was supposed to be a Paramount Plus film. Okay. Uh, and then Paramount decided to put it in theaters, I think is always the smart move. Um, so how do you think it's going to do? January 12th. I think that... I'm going to be optimistic here. I also called Janice and a pyro freak as opposed to... Some of the other things they, they said. I think they used the D word in the other okay. one. Okay. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. I... 
be optimistic here and say that this opens to $22 million. Interesting. Why don't you look up what Mean Girls open to? I will. Also, I think the guy playing uh, this guy looks like an idiot and looks like this guy's not hot. Look at him. Aaron Samuels. And yeah, that wig is terrible. Can you tell that's a wig? Look. Look at the screen. It's going to cut to him. Okay. I it No, I probably wouldn't peg weird. that as a wig. Let's see. The box office of Mean Girls. Look. Close up. POV shot. Yeah. Why are there so many POV shots? No, I shots? mean, that, that I... Because it's a musical and you got to simulate what something you, somehow. Musicals on a POV shots. They're no, but I'm just saying, like, you, you don't want it to look like a basic movie. You I want see. it to look different. I and see. this is how they chose to do that. I like the slut shaming line here. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's funny. Mean Girls opened to $24.4 million. You're not far off. Uh, you're so, not far yeah. off. That was a surprise hit at the box office. Mean Girls. April something. twenty. April 30th, 2004. Indeed. That's right. All right, Noah. Our next... See, these are all the dance numbers. Seems all very small. Yeah. Um, Our next film is one I know you're very, very excited about. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> look at this. Look at this shot. I'm, Why does it look so bad? Anyway, it I've is... I've been your host, Noah. This is... Thank you for watching. I recommended you watch Mean Girls the Musical and... So see a movie. That's what you recommended? Oh, you're making a recommendation for January. Huh? I'm, just, I'm just trying to get out of here. Um, do you know what the title is? Uh, of the new one we're watching? Yeah. Uh, Frozen Land something. No, very close. Know. Kind of. The Frozen Kingdom. Very close. Kingdom of the Frozen Skull. No, Frozen is first. Yeah. Frozen Wasteland. You're close with Kingdom. It's like it's a place, but like think. Frozen Domain. No, think like more. Uh, frozen Arkansas, no, no. Frozen Finland, uh, froze. Hang on, that Fro was okay. Frozen wasteland. Did I say that already? You did. I don't know. What is it? God. Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire, Empire. I think it's Empire. Might be. It's a great national song. Yeah, it's Frozen Empire. Frozen Empire. Supposed to come out around Christmas time. It's now coming out in March due to the uh, strike, I think. Um, Noah hasn't seen it. We're going to take a look at it and then give you our instant reaction. But don't worry. It'll sound fine, just like the last one. Because, as always, it'll be seem... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 251st episode of What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. I'm your ghost, Noah. <laughs> I just busted watching that trailer. <laughs> Damn it. What? I played along. It was I built. I built on it. I built on the bit. You know that played better for me this time. Okay, second time I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Maybe that'll happen for me. <laughs> go ahead. Do you think that'll happen for me? No. Go ahead. Okay. I that fucking sucked. It's just. What about that sucks to you? Okay. I I still have a. It's called the death chill. Yeah, it is called the death chill. Your blood turns to layers of ice. Is what's happening. I, I just, I just, I think, it, I think it sucks. I think it's a, it's a shitty, uninspired way to look at, uh, filmmaking, and to look at even just like franchise blockbuster filmmaking. Mm -hmm. The only reason this exists is so that it can, it can act as an altar 
for Jason Reitman and for the people going to see this Who's movie. Who's not returning to direct. Yeah, it's fine. He's he's at fault. This is yeah, his I fault. think he's a producer. He might have okay. co-written it. I uh, to just stand around and be like, the Ghostbusters was incredible. I love the 1980s. I love Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. I love Dan Aykroyd. I love the Ghostbusters. It was a part of me. And now I can offer his a father tithe to the Ghostbusters. Yeah, his father had a fucking idea and he executed on it. <laughs> and instead of doing that, his son was like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to point at the Ghostbusters and be like, remember that? It was good. I'm going to make a thing that's just kind of like shiny and generic and not funny. The Ghostbusters is a comedy. Uh, This was a point that I saw made on Twitter, and then I'll 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 pass the baton back to you. But just like this franchise is like as if there was like a Caddyshack remake or sequel series that is being treated as like this big grandiose awe-inspiring thing with lore and mythos and just like it's funny just make i disagree okay because children dressed up as them dressed up as them for halloween and stuff so it wasn't like no one's dressing up as the gopher from caddyshack this had a relevance with children Uh and like a very fantastical idea and something that children thought they could inhabit, the you know, and wanted to play Ghostbusters and stuff. Um, this is though akin to like, uh, like Austin Powers having a lot of backstory, you know. Sure. Kids dress up as Austin Powers. Teens saw Austin Powers, but it's like if they were like you know, and they they kind of actually make fun of that in the Austin Powers movies with him. Going yeah, back but then the if time. they did like a serious sort of like. Right. Sam Mendes Bond retrospective about who is the author of all of Austin Powers pain. Yeah. Which again, they would do, but it would just be a joke. Yeah. It would be a joke. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to have a joke? Yeah. It's like in the third, like, like the whole, you know, we're not so different. You and I from the third, from gold member is him. And see, I told you I said that, you know, and the, the whole Hannibal thing. And that it's just like, I, here's the, I, I don't think it's a very, I don't think it's a well cut trailer and I think it's a big problem. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's edited very well. I think it's rushing through its shots of its actors. I think it's like crazy. There's something like it's the death chill. You're like, what the fuck is the death? What? There's like a plague that happens. Like why? Like this a Ghostbusters movie should be like, uh oh, ghosts are back. We screwed up. It sounds like people are freezing to death. We see like scary spikes shooting out of the ground. Uh, all those people in that Ferris wheel probably died. Um, yeah. And uh, I just think that it looks weird in that regard. I think that they're completely overselling uh certainly Murray probably to his uh is his preference. I don't think he's in it that much. Yeah. And um the other guy, who's the other guy who's alive? Uh Ernie Hudson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably not to his choice. I think he just would love to be in the full movie. But I think it's Ackroyd and then they come in like later. That's my guess. Um like when they should be like, look, it's a return of all your favorite old characters. Instead of going such we, as we have. Well, hold on. The other movie made money. And uh-huh. I think it worked as like a family film that was being a Ghostbusters movie. It was it was a smart idea to pivot to a family, a mother, children. Very smart idea because kids like Ghostbusters. But this should have been if you want to build the franchise. This should have been instead of we got Kumail, we have Pat Oswalt. And look, the originals are back. It should have been. Wolfhard's back. Her daughter's back. Her friend and the mom, Paul Rudd, were all together, and they have like shots of them. But it's just 
to me, it's like a sequel. This is acting as like another chapter. It should be the return of the Ghostbusters. Yeah. And to me, it's like, and now we're doing winter. Wasn't the daughter like the main character? Yes. Of the Ghostbusters afterlife? Yes, she was. I don't, I don't know that she gets a single like individual shot in this trailer. She doesn't. She's with her friend. Wolfhard gets a couple. Wolfhard gets the one before the trailer. And I, it's a weird anticlimactic him of him shooting the, the proton pack. And I'm just like, well, yeah, that's what they do. That's not yeah. like, this isn't like, you know, uh, I don't know, like the Terminator shooting a gun. It's just like, it's just what they do. Yeah. And like, they did it in the last one, didn't right. they? It's not like Godzilla using his breath. You're like, oh, breath in this. Can't wait to see that. It's like, they do that all the time. Yeah. Um, no, she has a shot of her with her friend, uh, the kid, what is his name? Podcast, is that what they called him? Yeah. Being funny. There yeah. she is. She does get a single shot. Okay. Uh, Carrie Coon gets one shot. There she is with her friend. Podcast. Yep. Paul Rudd gets a brief shot. Oh, you know what I bet happens? I bet they freeze. The family? No, Bill Murray and, uh, cause it looks like that's like happening with like, look, look, looks like the building's rumbling here. When they show them, uh huh, right here, and he's like backing up. I bet, I bet they freeze and then they have to fix it. The young kids, so like there's like little shots of them, but they don't ever say anything. There's all so many new characters. She was in the the other one, like there's just she gets no dialogue, and the whole thing was it's cool that they made a Ghostbusters movie about a little girl. Who becomes a Ghostbuster? Uh-huh. That's cool. That's what I liked about. It. I liked what I liked about Afterlife was it was a family film about a girl who's a Ghostbuster. I'm like, that's a very specific thing. And then at the end, they were like, and now nostalgia's here. Yeah, right. But before that, it was just a very specific thing about like grief and family. Not that it was done particularly well, but it had a thought in its head. Does that make sense? Like, I, I like, it- I, I take the point that Ghostbusters Afterlife wasn't like the groundbreaking thing on grief and it didn't even dig that hard at it. Uh huh. But at least underneath it's about a family like processing grief and coming together because the, because you know, Harold Ramis died and a franchise as a whole. This doesn't seem to have anything like this isn't going to have at least an underlayer attempt at something. I don't know. Sure. It uh, literally just seems like it's, we're doing snow now. I will, I will grant that that credit can be given. I, I refuse to give it. I think the whole thing is pretty, uh, pretty bankrupt and corrupt and depressing. It's supposed to be a Christmas release coming out in March. What do you think Ghostbusters Frozen Empire is going to make on opening weekend? Um, I have a really hard time, like taking a taking an unbiased view of this. Uh-huh. I so I'm going to say forty. Okay. Million dollars. Yeah. Thanks for the. I I just like. <laughs> 40 wait million dollars yeah like what what is what does that numbers mean to you that's about what the other one did i would be surprised if it gets to four unless it has a huge marketing push well the the reason why i say that is like the first one which was in 2021 so like numbers are skewed was a little front-loaded it opened decently and then was a little front-loaded and i think that this again to me has nothing new to add it's just snow now yeah and so i don't see it getting the same amount or a bump, but their marketing campaign might be the second trailer might be good. Maybe it gets good reviews. Who knows? It's possible. That's like in the realm of like, yeah, that's probably the highest I can see it going. Okay. So yeah. All right. Fine. Gross. We'll see.
Okay, here we go. The I well, I, it's the final chapter of this year's flicker treat, and I guess it's the final chapter of this year's saw. Yeah, for now though, if I that mean, makes sense. Uh, at this point, we are recording these a little in advance. Uh, They've not announced a sequel. Yeah, once this one goes live, we'll probably have a better idea of whether to ex- be expecting a sequel. So maybe this is not at all the last chapter of Saw, or maybe it fizzled out. Uh, but it started. It started strong. It started well. Um, Flicker treat. Here we go. The past four weeks, we have been dissecting yeah. the saw films dismembering <laughs> crunching the numbers uh and torturing ourselves come up with more puns really really digging in to what makes saw tick i saw what you did there um and it's time to stop it <laughs> Uh, as this is our final edition of Flicker Treat for this year, we've been watching all the Saw movies, as I'm sure you're well aware. Um, it was in anticipation of seeing Saw X, but now we've done that. So what's left to do but talk about Saw 10, and we have our favorite guest back on the pod. Uh, we saw Spiral from the Book of Saw with him two years ago in change, and we were back at a theater seeing a different uh, Jigsaw um much better jigsaw yes mess with his victims it's ahmad oats hello ahmad hello thank you for having me um it was great seeing this movie versus when we saw spiral a couple years ago so had a great time yeah, yeah. spiral was really a bummer and we've uh, i think we've we've talked we've talked enough about how much ooh, that movie sucked ooh spiral we would say um <laughs> let's talk about saw here we go saw 10 a sick and desperate John Kramer travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure in hopes of finding a miracle cure for his cancer, only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable. That was one sentence. Uh, and also, the only sentence, the only um, IMDb synopsis to not uh, mention a game of some kind except for saw but even that was a form of justice so yeah everyone yeah and everyone that features john kramer that does not uh that seems to presume that we know who john is jigsaw uh they say one suspect john kramer the man known as jigsaw saw 3d jigsaw's jigsaw's uh, legacy uh saw six uh game set by jigsaw i'll go to ones where i actually mentioned john hold on uh strong hoffman nope Jigsaw's death. I just like, it's weird that they're just like, this is a movie about John. Yeah, our good friend John. Where you'd think that they would say like, John, <laughs> the man known as Jigsaw. And he is our good friend too. He's our great friend. Directed by Kevin uh, oh. Gruter, written by Peter Goldfinger and Josh Stuhlberg, starring Tobin Bell, uh, Sinov, Makodi Lund, Shawnee Smith, Stephen Brand, and Casas Mandalore. Released September 29th, 2023, 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, 60 on Metacritic IndieWire wrote, with some Avengers-style phone calls in Act 1 and a mid-credits kicker, this is Saw in the Superhero Age. It's a flick for the diehard fans that rewards those who keep asking for more. After a decade as Halloween's most hyped-up annual release in the aughts, Saw is finally back this October to tell Taylor Swift she's not the only one doing vigilante shit. Congrats, Tobin, you deserve this one. In a reference, I'm assuming, to a Taylor Swift lyric, 
about doing vigilante shit. I don't know. That seems right. Slash film wrote, the blood is good. The traps are good. The series nastiness is intact, even as it all looks a bit bigger and a bit slicker. The important thing is that Saw 10 continues to be unafraid of its own continuity. So infatuated with its own delightful bullshit. And Los Angeles Times wrote, Saw 10 may not be the best one to start off with, but it's hard to imagine a better one to end with. 30 million worldwide as of this recording on a budget of 13 million gentlemen what did we think of saw 10 really good just like really good uh interesting take on the franchise making it like funny it's like it's not quite a comedy but it's not not a comedy uh and you know like that review said really really self-aware really into the mythology of what it's doing but also really simple uh, and it's like, yeah, it's good, good time. Ahmad. I completely agree. Um, that movie took me on a ride. Uh, I kind of, you know, I knew from the, the trailer that John Kramer was going to go on a manhunt um, and play a game with some doctors who wronged him. But the movie like made me care about those doctors, even though I was like, clearly these are the people that are going to be murdered at the, by the end of this movie. But I don't know. They seem kind of, they seem kind of nice. So I was just waiting to figure out what they were going to do to wrong John Kramer. And they did, and they got what they deserved. And it was wonderful. And sometimes hard to watch. They gave him a super villain. (laughs) Yes. A villain, even worse than John Kramer, who didn't die at the end. No, she made it. (laughs) She earned her life, which like, no, yeah, she, she violently get... killed her lover so that she would live. It's yeah, like she didn't opposite... give anything up. That was it's the opposite of what John's whole thing is about. I agree. That <laughs> was a, that was a bit of a hiccup. Bumped Weird on that ending, <laughs> somewhat. But maybe she'll be back. <laughs> I think the filmmakers have said they intend to have her recur. That's incredible. Oh, oh interesting. That's so funny. I hope she kidnaps John's wife in the next one. And it takes place between three and uh, she has to be put through a game and he has to watch. And like, then you can go back and watch like saw one, two and three and go somewhere. uh, When these movies don't take place in the background, there's a woman who's out to kill jigsaw and make him suffer. And he's having to deal with that while also going, "Mm, maybe a needle pit. Yeah. Let's do a needle pit. During saw three, uh, Jill Tuck has also been kidnapped. Everyone's kidnapped in saw Saw three. Um, I really liked it. It was a blast. We had, I think, the perfect crowd for it. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. people clapped when the Twisted Pictures logo came up. People clapped when the music started. People clapped. They clapped at every trap. Every trap. They clapped when Amanda <laughs> showed up, when Hoffman showed up. They clapped when the woman cut her leg off. They were like, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Good for you. It was delightful to see it with that kind of crowd. Um, and no one like talking to the screen. I really thought like when that started, I'm like, oh no, these people that just start like yelling things also, but no, like very, like we're watching the movie and enjoying it. And I was like, Hey, so am I, um, it shot really well. I mean, it's the best looking movie of them, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it's the best performance. So I like, I really liked that. They were like, what if we made a song movie that was about John Kramer <laughs> and people were like, yeah. That yeah, makes the most sense. Not, we haven't had one of those. Not even just about John Kramer, but what if we made him the hero? Right. And like he is he is virtuous and right 
and we're rooting for him to succeed. He literally doesn't even kill the sympathetic one, the drug addict, the main villain yeah. does. Yeah, she she makes oh, it yeah. out of the trap. And she wants to kill that kid. I so for that kid. Also, they put a kid in danger in the Saw movie. Cool. Yeah. Like that hasn't happened before. And we knew he was going to be fine. Like, what are we kidding ourselves? Like, it's not that kind of franchise, you know? <laughs> right. But it was fun to see, like, a kid get splattered in blood and be like, boy, oh, boy. Also, there's, like, no way that either <laughs> of them would have lived. That was just so much blood being pounded into the face. It was so much blood. Yeah, that seemed pretty gross. Like, there's just no way. Um, But, uh, you know, no twists and turns, really, right? I mean, like, the guy being a part of it was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, the the John having a, a backup to a backup plan. It's like, yeah, that's that's what he does. He's been cornered before in these movies. He always has a way out, you know. Um, Tobin Bell's great in it. A lot of Amanda. It's just like, you know, just a very brief amount of Hoffman. Yeah, there was there was absolutely no uh, police officers trying to catch that's Jigsaw. True. Because, uh, yes. again, he's our hero now, so we don't want him to be caught. There was no uh, business with who's the new uh, the new person, the new apprentice, apprentice because yeah. John's still alive. Oh, yeah. uh, so really everything. And also no like Tobin to Bell's cut. a good actor, so we don't have He's to worry about actor. that. There's no need to cut to just another trap of like completely people that are completely separate from his storyline. It's right. all his storyline. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything that makes the bad Saw movies bad is like, very deliberately avoided here and it's the a lot of the movies just like really cool and dope in like the funniest way like he figures out where the compound is using his architectural <laughs> skills and like the angle so of the sun yeah it's so funny and i'm also just like sure okay he can do that i don't care <laughs> like fine he's done other shit you know yeah, that was that was great. I still haven't forgotten. There's that moment after he gets his surgery and he's uh, recovering. Oh, incredible. And he's just like enjoying his time in the park. Not only enjoying his time and, in the park. I, I, I want you to get to the punchline. He there's a, a cup of ice cream next to him. Yeah, he went to an ice cream stand and went, I'll have strawberry. And they were like, run a strawberry. And he went. <laughs> he imagined uh, the trap he would put them in. But like, yeah, I, so there's a little cup of ice cream. He wanted a little treat. He's sitting in the park. And what is he doing? Uh, he is designing his latest head clamping device. Uh, we cut to his little notebook and he's just he's sketching. He's just out sitting around <laughs> big laugh and... in the crowd. And the movie knows that that's funny. And also yes. it's also a character point because then he rips it out. Right. And for a moment, you're like, oh, has he like decided to not do this anymore? You know? Yeah. And then the circumstances of the movie happen and he decides not to. But it's a laugh. The filmmakers know it's a laugh. And then they also just use it to like further a character. And I'm like, that's smart writing. Yeah. You guys did smart writing. Before we kind of understood what this movie was, uh, Ahmad, how did you feel about the first 15 minutes or so just basically being like a straight melodrama? Aside from the the red um, herring trap, yeah, sure, yeah, right. I didn't mind it um, because I knew, in theory, where we were trying to get to. So, you know, I was very happy to let them um, take me into this world and feel sorry for John before everything went to hell later in the movie. So, yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. Did Did you know? Um... 
the story of like them faking them out and shit? Like, was were you aware of all that? I just knew that he was going to Mexico to get treated for his cancer. Something went wrong, and he went and put all of the medical people in a game. God, That's basically what you I mean. knew, though, Noah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I. Uh, and yeah, I, I, re- I really thought it was like strangely well done. Yeah. That bit because of time, it's earned, like we know him at this point, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> it is earned, um, not sympathy, but just. Uh, uh, like a personal relationship we have with him, you know, they they don't have to set up who John is and what he's like and what all this kind of stuff. We already know all this. So they're able to just get right into the meat of that, you know, sadness with him. And yeah, and there was, there was definitely an outcome where you watch that and you're just thinking like, I don't care. This man, this man is, is horrible and evil. And like, I'm glad he's dying. Like, why am I watching this? But somehow they just like made it work until it really became clear that no, like we're kind of, we're kind of putting one on, like he's the good guy now. I do want to say that I did, uh, you know, Noah knows that one of the things that makes me most uncomfortable in a movie is like an old person who doesn't have a lot of things and has to pay a lot of money or like doesn't have enough money or whatever the case may be. Sure. Uh, I got close with John when he was like, please, if I could apply for your thing, I'll give you money, you know? Yeah. But it didn't work. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, you, you're still, yeah. He's filthy murder. rich. You're a mur- he's also a murderer. I was yeah. just, it didn't quite work on me, but um, it's, it's very effective. And he's just, he's so good. He's never looked more frail. And that's probably cause you know, he's now 81. He's 81. Yeah. Tobin bell. Um, so he's, he's never looked more frail. And I think he lost weight for this and he looks very sunken and, he his hands shake and stuff. He's just he's very good here. Um, so let's Noah go ahead. Take us through what happened. This is yeah, the okay. least complicated. Yeah, this is movie. This, this one's very straightforward. Uh, so John Kramer, uh, Jigsaw, he has brain cancer, as we may recall. He this movie takes place uh, between one and two. Yeah, and. He is uh, turned on to this sort of miracle treatment, uh, not FDA approved. He's got to go through a guy in his. He sees a guy in his support class, his support class. He's learning to be supportive. His support group, uh, completely better. Yes, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, it was this thing," and he shows him a scar and everything on his stomach. Yeah, and so he signs up. Uh, he signs up. He gets admitted to this trial program. Goes and spends a nice, uh, nice week or two in Mexico. Uh, meets his medical team they give him brain surgery and they tell him like listen you're doing great drink these vials for a week and you're gonna be a kid again you're you're all healed uh he quickly realizes that they never actually gave him surgery Mm -hmm. uh they were complete fraudsters and so he gets pissed he starts uh, he starts getting to work he wrangles them up and puts them uh Puts them all in a uh, a big trap, a series of uh, a big room, a series of yeah. traps. So as we understand it, this woman's like father invented this mix, this cocktail. Which Ahmad, you said stop saying cocktail in the theater. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was like, please stop calling this a drug cocktail. <laughs> Do you not like the term <laughs> drug cocktail? So weird. No. <laughs> I really enjoyed that his his miracle 
procedure was we decided to combine surgery and medicine. Yeah, it was shocking. I'm like, did no one think of that? Yeah. <laughs> Have we not what been doing that already? Surgery, even? They were basically like they were teaching the the white blood cells to like go away or come back or something like that. Yeah, I mean, the, sur- the surgery, yeah. I think, was just like to remove most of the cancer and oh, then the drugs are to yeah, sure. prevent it from coming back. But like, that seems pretty straightforward. I'm not. Uh, a cancer doctor but if i was that would kind of be the first thing i try <laughs> that should have been his For first sure. tip off when he got there and they said and this is your cancer doctor <laughs> yeah how long have you been studying cancer medicine um <laughs> the doctor just goes get <laughs> Medi- <laughs> medicina i Medico. yeah and so one by one these uh, these people get uh, get put through their traps and they get their limbs cut off and they get burned and they get squished and uh all right so let's let's go through it then so we got uh the red herring trap which is on the poster it's the eye tubes right he sees a janitor uh thinking about stealing this thing and then we cut to this trap where he gets his eyes sucked out or his fingers broken and he gets both his eyes sucked out and he's screaming everything it's very cool they did a really great job like the inside too where you see the people get dilated yeah and then it fly out very well done and i uh, i want to jump in because i see ahmad making a gross face uh <laughs> what do you uh do, were you against the finger breaking were you against or the, the eyes, eyes being sucking. ripped out <laughs> what part makes it gross the the eyes being ripped out was definitely the grossest part. Like seeing them come through the tube and then just plop down. That was that was one of my favorite traps. It's tied for one of the other ones for me. But the entire time I was like, oh, God. It was very, <laughs> very funny. And then we cut and he's just been thinking about it. He sees the guy in the hospital room who's the patient has his fingers in like a vice so that he can't move them. And the janitor sees the custodian sees uh, John and then walks out. John just goes, good choice. And it's very funny. It is. It's the it's, first red herring. It's like the first time we're like, oh, you guys can do jokes? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> you can play around with your formula. Um, so he goes to this uh, this place headed by this woman. And then they're all in a room together. First, we get the cab driver with pipe bombs attached to his arm, like sewn into his arms. Yes. And he has to essentially like cut them out of his arms. His hands have been like wrapped in duct tape with um, scalpels, scalpels uh, sticking out of him, and he fucking does it. Yeah, he's our latest, uh, our latest saw hero. Uh, That I found pretty gross. Yeah, that was cool. Him just uh, really digging into his arms with scalpels there. That was fucking cool. Yeah. And then John just comes down with a blanket and is like, "You are well now. Congratulations." Don't worry about it. (laughs) Cheer up. and then the rest of the traps are the three main participants. Four. Yes, the four. The anesthesiologist, the uh, doctor or nurse, I don't the know, nurse, who yeah. took his blood. Yes. A woman who was there. She was like the the caretaker, sort <laughs> yeah. of. And then the boss, the head honcho, the Swedish woman. Right. Um, the first trap. And what I loved about it was that it was a big room and John was involved. He was like, well, they didn't, he didn't have to hide his face. He was walking down, talking to them. They were yelling at him. He watched the whole thing. He said to Amanda, let's set up the next trap. I like that. We got to see all of it. You know, it I really agree. earned its two hour runtime. I really liked how much effort they put into it. So the first trap is uh, this woman who took his blood. He goes, he says, um, the blood that you took from me, did you just pour, did you actually send this to the hospital? And I was like, what? <laughs> Why would they actually send it? Or did you pour it down the drain? 
So I thought it was going to be about blood loss. Instead, he makes her cut off her leg and then extract oh. bone marrow, which is like one of the most painful things that you can have extracted. And it was crazy. The makeup effect on her leg, especially toward the end when just the skin was like sticking up, yeah. you know, as yeah, she was yeah, pulling yeah. was so good. And then the bone marrow stuff was, it was so good. And if she, it didn't work, she was going to get her head cut off. Right. Uh, I do have a note for this woman. She does not succeed. No. I. Uh, you have a note about how she could have succeeded? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so once you cut off your leg, instead of trying to extract bone marrow from oh, the stump. Sure. Of, she can't move, though. That's she has on to you. really plan for that. Yeah. I mean, then catch, catch the leg as it falls off <laughs> and then extract the bone marrow from that because you don't have to go, ow. And there's bone marrow in that part of your fucking leg, too. Sure. And then you would have That's made it. Point. But now she uh, she missed it by just uh, just a few when seconds. When you're in that situation and like your fingers have already been cut, you know, because you tried to grab the thing and it's going to cut your head off in two minutes, I think three minutes. Yeah. Um, you really got to just take a second. Calm down. Think about all your options. Uh, she does die. And then the <laughs> remain then Amanda and uh, John are talking. And then what does the Swedish lady do, Noah? I she the cell phone and jacket are on a cart in front of her. Yes, her uh, her cell phone is suspended in the middle of the room. She decides we need to get at that. Uh, we need a rope of some kind and we don't have any rope. But what we do have is our deceased uh, accomplices intestines. And so she gets like a piece of glass or something, uh, digs into her corpse removes her uh, one of her intestines small or large i do not know and they start like alley-ooping it around the room to each other to encircle this cart and uh, it's it very yeah it's very ingeniously she she pulls it to her she uh, manages to call for a little bit of backup before amanda catches her and destroys the phone but uh, yeah it really is our first our first first instinct that like you know this woman is obviously bad because she's defrauding cancer patients, but also perhaps she's insane and evil. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It was, it was this scene when I was like, Oh, okay. This woman is, she's in for, for a big movie. Like when she was like coaching everybody along on like how to like, uh, get out of their traps and just how quickly she just took these ladies intestines out. I was like, okay, we got a big bad. Yeah, this is very abnormal behavior. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> and um, it, yeah, it doesn't work. She calls somebody briefly, but it's very funny and good character work as well. Cause it does point to something weird in her, you Indeed. know, um, the next trap is the, anesthesiologist and this is where we get maybe the best use of billy the puppet it was funny in the trailer it's funny in the movie that puppet slowly tricycling the tools to him is so funny to me uh he's in some kind of head thing it's i read in the wikipedia thing it said that it melts his face i didn't really get that i don't really know what happened to him yeah there were there were like heat coils on the inside of this mask i would have liked for that mask to have opened afterward and us to see some melted face okay sure really expecting that to happen and it didn't um but he has to essentially cut open his scalp and remove a certain amount of his brain and have it dissolve into liquid and then a key will be released and he can take it out right and it comes with the great line uh, that I showed Noah uh, like a week or so before the movie came out where I was like, this could be good, 
where the the woman the swedish woman's like what's on the car and he's like like a bone saw and she's like that's a crane that's a crane dumb and he's like i don't care what it's called janet <laughs> he just like screams at her <laughs> and i think that's very funny it was and then he goes they go play the tape because i'm not playing that fucking thing um he does have to do it it looks dope and uh it also doesn't work yeah he uh, he too fails uh, fails by just a few seconds of time yeah yeah, I think maybe these traps were improperly calibrated because, like, they did it. They they do the stuff. She cut her leg off. She got the bone marrow out. This guy cut his head open and extracted some of his brain. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they they were just off by a few seconds, so they lose. Like, I don't know. And there's not normally a timer, right? I mean, like. Sure. I, there's, there's I, t- well, I mean, you think about the first movie. They had all they had as much time as they wanted uh-huh. to try to get out of that thing. Uh, in the second movie, there is because they're, like, poisoned. It's part of it. But I don't know. I feel like the, I don't know. And if it's if there is a timer, Noah, to your point, it's like six hours. You know, it's a no, long I, time. I think you are uh, forgetting a lot of. I feel I I felt as it went on that the opening uh, the the trap from the first movie where mm-hmm. they're stuck in a room and just like most, get yeah, out if you want was like that's the outlier. Yeah. Because every true. every other trap is just like a series of traps where they're like you have a minute to do this, you've got to mm-hmm. you've got to pull the fish hook out, you've got to uh, keep your friend from get all the from getting like impaled by these spikes. All the traps I'm remembering I remember mean, from Saw Seven, but a, a lot of it are like you know you have to hold these two things or else someone, you know, gets barbed wired, right? Yeah, hold these. So that's like not time. That's just how much you can do it. You have to hold your breath for as long as you can. You have to. Um, you have to, uh, in order to get out of here, you have to cut, you have to bleed a certain amount of blood into a tank, right? Like all these things weren't necessarily, but I don't know. It's, uh, it just wasn't enough time. It was enough time. Yeah. We get a lot of nice moments between John and Amanda where she talks about him dying and about how sad she is and how much of a father figure she is. And also how she's maybe not going to make the best apprentice because she really does take pity on the woman who's the drug addict because that's what she exact point she was in when she went through her trap and just really nice moments between those two especially that that is the most part that is probably what felt most like a series finale to me was like them just having these like really tender moments together and i was like oh this seems like you're doing we have one more shot let's really deepen this and make it impactful for the rest of the movies um very very sweet it's funny when he goes like and you'll take over for me and i'm like you guys die within minutes of each other yeah but yeah sure uh truly like a week from now yeah (laughs) it's not very long and then you'll both be dead in a matter of minutes um the next trap is the radiation trap yes where the drug addict is suspended from her right ankle and her left hand in the air right and she has to take a kind of a sledgehammer thing and smash her wrist and her ankle to get out of the shackle before she's burned to death by just pure radiation, which will probably just give her cancer anyway in her head. But um, yeah. Yeah. This was okay. Trap. It really builds with the twist that happens in it, but go ahead. Yeah. This was the most uh, analog trap where there's not, it's not a lot of doohickeys and dials. She's just, she's just got to smash her bones until she falls. Didn't believe she had the strength to do that, that hard. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Sure. Like, just suspended in the air. She doesn't have a lot of leverage to really put her weight behind the swing. She's freaking out. She's being yeah. burned. Like, I really don't think that she can swing her a heavy hammer all the way up across her body to her wrist. Right. Enough times. The to stamina, really... too. Yeah, exactly. I just, 
I was looking at that going, I don't think you're hit. And also the actress wasn't obviously hitting her belt. So it all looked very like limp to me. Like it wasn't actually doing it. And so that took me out of it. Sure. But it has a great spin. Ahmad, what, what was the big, one of the biggest laughs of, of, of the night? <laughs> For sure. Especially when the, uh, when he moves the radiation. Oh, it's thing so good. He... She breaks, she <laughs> breaks out she of her leg her. harness. She swings away, and then the whole machine <laughs> moves to where she is now. <laughs> was so funny. Yeah, yeah, it was a good plan of hers to try to escape it. Didn't work. That's what the yeah. that's what the, the the Swedish woman said. She said, "Break the break the uh, the arms. She'll swing away." Yeah, swing away. Like John thought of that. Um, and she ends up getting out and is like badly hurt. And he rushes down and he's like, "We need to get to a hospital." Meanwhile, somebody shows up. Yeah, it's the, I uh, the the guy that John met earlier who was like, "I'm the patient before you," and things are scammed. going well. He comes back in a fit of rage. Yes, because he is uh, he wants his money back. I uh, and they they, you know, they tie him, him up in a chair and they're like, "Listen, we're doing our thing." Such a weird thing, though, right? Where they're just like, <laughs> "Well, I guess you'll just have to watch this." Like, no discussion of what to do with him. Yeah. Are they thinking that he'll go, oh, yeah, this is cool with me. Rock on. Because they're not going to kill him. Right. I, I feel they like they knew who he was, though, because it, it turns out later that he is. Well, that's true. They do know who he boyfriend. is. Like, they're acting. I just like. If they're in character and he's in character, how is his character not thinking? What are you going to do with me? Right. And why wouldn't the character be saying, why would he just be sitting there going like, well, all right, you guys haven't mentioned what you're going to do with me, but I'll watch you kill everybody else. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. He has a gun and he eventually breaks free. They let him go. Cause he says like, you know, whatever. And then he takes the gun and holds them a uh, hostage, John and, and, uh, and Amanda. Yes. He releases, uh, the head doctor classic supervillain kiss too. Yeah. Where they just go, hey, baby, and you're like, oh, God, they're fucking like just classic supervillain shit. Um, and she says, like, I knew who you were. And I do think that she mentions that she found out when she's doing her background on him that he was Jigsaw. And so this is like, but she didn't care, obviously. She's like, oh, you'll be you think it worked and you'll be dead soon. So what do I care? But the famous Jigsaw, um, which is probably why she has the contingency plan. Yeah. With that guy. Where she's like, listen, I'm doing going up against Jigsaw, so stay stick around for me. Um, and she kills the drug addict. She does. The drug addict makes it out of the trap, but is like in a heap on the ground and she just breaks her neck. And John's so worried. That's one of the things that I really like liked about this kind of movie is, uh, you know, we've seen it a couple of times where he rushes to the people after they win and is concerned about them. But it's really fun to see him rush out and then be like, she needs to go to a hospital, like, immediately. Right. <laughs> look what I did to her, you know? Um, he doesn't do anything <laughs> to people. Yeah, no. Look, look what she did to herself. What an idiot. Uh, and then the woman steps on her neck and, like, breaks it from behind, which is interesting. Yeah. Just, just crushes it with her boot. that works. Um, and then they hear the banging and they see the child. And then she goes for the final test. Uh, hook them both up. And the whole thing is getting like drawn to blood. And then they both go up there to get their money. And they realize, wait a minute, if I was going to be the only one left, why were there two spots on that trap? Right. And we realize why and realize that John really didn't need to drown this kid in blood for so long. <laughs> like he had a way out. Yeah. They, they could have just not done it, but 
the doors close upstairs and probably in when i think about it, like an anticlimactic final trap they're just like poisoning them and there's one whole head slot yeah that's kind of silly like that's not interesting I feel like a climactic trap like we did it we got them you know i don't know anybody i'm rambling anybody else have any thoughts about this shit um no i mean i think you i think you're right that it is for the for the final trap a little uh, a little lackluster and as we mentioned earlier like she just gets to live i guess uh them drowning in blood was cool and then you know john and amanda get out and they take their newfound he gives son the kid all ba- their money yeah they get a big bag of money <laughs> takes them home and then goes on to live a fun life i guess for a few months <laughs> yeah they they d- <laughs> They have they walk off into like the beautiful sunrise, and it says like as it fades to white, like saw X, <laughs> like it's just a very sweet moment. That also got a laugh from the crowd. And then we get a mid credit sequence. Yes, uh, where uh, we finally see our little cameo appearance of Hoffman, and he has captured the uh, the not victim uh the patient that that told john about this initially that it turned out was lying about his cancer yeah and they have him in uh in the bathroom where all the murders happen how come he's not still there they take his body out yeah because they leave all the bodies because whatever's about to happen is gross i guess they leave all the bodies there or maybe it's just that um it's just because john's there and like after john dies like Hoffman decides just leave all the bodies that die there. Yeah. It's like, oh, they can stay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, what do you think about seeing Hoffman again, Noah? Because you hate him so much. I do. He's a really weird looking guy, and I was unhappy that he was back. <laughs> um, I liked when uh, Amanda was on top of that house. That was really fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was tight. The, the, the doctor's house is a wide shot. Oh, sure. Yeah. And yeah, she, yeah. she sees yeah, that she's she, on like, the roof. throws a rock through it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Really cool. Um, anything else about this movie? I really feel like I kind of ruined this and talked so much. So what's, what does everybody else have to say while we finish up here? I, uh, I mean, my, my biggest thought is when we're ranking this, I like, I, and so we'll, we'll do that in a minute and I'll, uh, I'll save that for then. But yeah, it was, it was just a, uh, like a, a, a really interesting take on this. I don't think any of the other saws have tried like doing a new thing. And so I was really glad to see them do it here. I agree. I agree. It was a refreshing, refreshing watch. Okay. Best trap. Ahmad, what did you pick? Uh, it was a tie for me between the eyeballs um, and her cutting off her leg before she was decapitated. That is a uh, that is a good call. I think for me, it's got to be it's got to be the leg thing because I felt that that was the uh, that that was that was like the biggest like like I guess this this might happen. Some sometimes I feel like the traps can go a little far when it's like you've got to cut out a piece of your brain. And I'm just like no, no one, no one, no one can do that. <laughs> that's 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 like a that's like superhero stuff uh but like yeah you've just got to saw off your leg with this old timey saw and then you got to suck out the bone marrow that was uh yeah that was kind of just like the pinnacle 
of saw traps for me. With some Avenger-style phone calls in Act 1 and a mid-credits kicker, this saw is in the superhero age. Yeah! And just like superheroes, they ripped their brains out. Um, What I really liked, I didn't like the head getting cut off because it's just boring. But I really liked the makeup effect and the way she had to cut off her leg, putting it under. And we saw every initial pull of that rope. And we really Mm -hmm. felt it with her. And then the makeup at the end all looked great. But I really like the guy using tweezers to yank out a chunk of his brain. That was, <laughs> and also just how painful it sounded with the, the fucking medical drill, having to really push that in yeah. and around his head and how sweaty he got. I really just, that was a, uh, a big testament to this movie is that this is the first time there's ever been any sort of dissension about what the best trap is. That's true. Every every single other Saw movie that we've done has been very clear. Like, well, this was this was the this was the best one, mm-hmm. and here, like, we've all kind of got different takes on it, uh, which is uh, which is interesting. There should be more movies with multiple good traps. All right, uh, best tra- no. Ra- uh, before we do that, let's finish up this uh, star rating out of four. Ahmad, out of four, I'm going with a three. All right, Noah. Yeah, this is a. I think it's a three and a half out of four for wow. me. Is it? Yeah, okay. it is. I said it out loud. Okay, I'm giving it a three as well. <laughs> All right, maybe I went too high. Whatever. The fourth three star movie in. in this franchise. <sighs> All right, now Noah, read yes. off you and I's favorite traps. Let's pick a best trap of the whole series. We okay. to, we're not ranking them. Just pick a best trap. Got it. So uh, from the first movie, it's just the premise, the room. Yeah. Uh, Saw two, we have the needle pit. Yeah. Saw three, we've got the uh, the hogs, the rotten hogs that they're going to drown the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saw four, we have so the... far. What are you thinking? I'm thinking needle pit so far out of those three. I, I think hogs to me is the most interesting trap, and the room is just kind of like the most iconic thing right. in the whole franchise, obviously. So we'll have some, we'll have some talking to do. Keep so going. saw four is the, uh, the couple with the poles through their bodies. Right. That's not it. Uh, no saw five is, uh, arms in saws. That's the ending. Yeah. Yeah, that's they right. Yes. Their arms through. yes. Uh, that is cool as shit. It is. And the makeup is really good on that. I, but I still think the needle one's the most uncomfortable one for me. Yeah, it's it's uh, I don't know, drowning in rotten hog guts is that'd be bad too. Yeah, be bad too. I but the needle one, there's just nowhere to move. Yeah, I don't think any of these you have topped move our first three, and then Saw Six has the uh, the shotgun carousel, I mean, just beautiful, which yeah. is really good. It's funny because that kill isn't like huge; it's just a shotgun shot to the chest. It's just the mind game, right? That's great. Saw Seven's got the Nazis and cars, which is right. fun, but yeah, that's not fun. winning. Yeah. Uh, Saw Eight, the grain silo, Jigsaw Shore, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun, but is not uh, is not winning. And then Saw Nine Spiral has the uh, the glass cannon. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. Which is also there's fun, just, but there's not nothing winning. else to that. It's just you know glass. Right. Yeah. And then uh, we are split on Saw Ten. I don't think whether it's the uh, the I guy taking his yeah. brain out or 
the girl cutting her leg off. I don't think any of those are winning. I agree. Um, so what does it narrow it down to? So we're we can be- pick different ones. Yeah, we're we're between we're between one, two, and three really here. Uh, well, maybe though I guess I guess maybe the fish. shotgun carousel if that has superseded the needles for you. Uh, I think it has. I'm going shotgun carousel. Okay, I love it. Big fan, especially the way it ends. I won't say it for Mod's case, but the way it ends is great. For me, I think I think it's got to be it's got to be the hogs in saw in saw three. I All think right. that you is do the love pigs. The that's the double whammy of so many dead pigs, which makes you so upset. It is. I. Uh, <laughs> it is such a great blend of like this isn't a trap about maximum pain yeah. it's a trap about maximum revolting did they rob like a pig farm where did they get all those pigs not even like hook, lift them onto hooks which we discussed on the podcast but like where did they get them all uh yeah they robbed a pig farm Boy. that's what that's what saw 11 will be about Just amanda like amanda robbing <laughs> a tweaking pig farm. in a robe going like come on this way yeah yeah uh, so yeah, those will uh, those will be our our two, and they're both right. great uh, great contenders there in uh, two of the best movies. Yes. All right, let's rank them. And here's where I want to uh, where I want to get into my last thing. Okay, this movie is very good. I think just in a vacuum is clearly in contention for the best made Saw movie. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's like a riff on a Saw movie. Sure. We've, we've had nine that have all been basically the same thing. Uh, and then this one's like, it's not, it's not a parody. It's not a send up, but it is a, it's a, it's a take on what a Saw movie is. Can that be the best Saw movie? When it's not, it it, it isn't, the formula it's not what saw movies have been it's it's like a different thing mm-hmm. but is it is it still in contention in your mind for greatest saw is movie is spider-man no way home a spider-man movie or is it a take on a spider movie because it has so many spider-men in it and it's got doctor strange and all this stuff it's not just peter parker alone going through all this like all the other ones are right i think yes because like there's extra characters in it, but it's not like a different genre. Well, this the, isn't a different genre either. Can Rogue One a Star Wars story be considered the best Star Wars movie? There's no real lightsabers in it. There's no uh-huh. there's use of the force, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, do you not see this movie as being like, not like a fully different genre, but just like the the type of movie this is 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 different from what the other the other nine I, saw movies I, were i think it is a little different i don't think it's as different as it sounds like you think it is but okay so you're you're, is, st- you're still on board a, with this movie is it in is contention. it is more of a character drama than like just a straight like we're just going to do thrills and spills right. horror movie yeah i agree but i do think that like the hour and a half that it does spend on this is just saw movies. Okay. With a little more downtime. In that case, I will, uh, I will use that to but it's your use ranking. that to you do what you want. We've always said it's your ranking. We have, uh, well, let's, uh, Ahmad, let's... what do you think? You've seen some of these saw movies. What do you think about this? I have. What do you think about this discussion? 
I, I think it can be in contention. Um, I see what you're saying, Noah, about this movie kind of being different than the other ones, but I think that can be part of its charm, and I don't think that that should stop it from, you know, breaking the top three if it comes to that. All right. I can't. I'm really trying to think of a fucking franchise that does this. Yeah. It, can Freddy like, vs. Jason be considered the best Friday the 13th movie? Yeah, see, that... <laughs> That is a, I think, a great example because uh, that's like a whole different thing. And like, can Prometheus? No, good. I I kind of feel the same. I mean, I don't know if that I haven't seen that movie. I don't know if it's good. Or if it's in contention it's not for good. okay. So. No, but yeah, like if not. that was good, yeah, it's like yeah, maybe this is like this is really good. This is a better movie than I think Friday the Thirteenth is. But Kelly Rowland like calls one of them the f word very loudly, and nice. it's funny good stuff it's very funny when she does it. You're like whoa what a time capsule kelly rolling <laughs> with red hair just screaming the f word yeah but that, that's that's exactly the kind of thing i haven't yeah i uh, but i will i will i won't i won't overcomplicate it for the sake of this i will right. uh, i will go ahead and rank it uh bottom to top go ahead all right so for you bottom to top we have <clears throat> oh yeah saw seven mm-hmm. saw five yeah uh, Spiral, yeah. Saw four, mm-hmm. Jigsaw, yeah. Saw two, mm-hmm. Saw three, yep. Saw six, yep. and the first one, and saw. then Saw X. Okay, you're putting it way I on. I think top. it's the best one. I think because it gives the characters a chance to breathe, <laughs> and some not so much. Um, it it earns its spot on the top uh the charts. It's character driven. Uh, it's got the traps. It's got the performances. Best one. And then for me, and I will uh, I will react to that shortly. Uh, Thank you. Saw seven is of course the worst. Uh, followed by five, then nine, then four, then eight. Our lists are exactly the same through there. <laughs> then I go the first saw, mm-hmm. followed by two, followed by six, followed by three, and followed by X on top because, Woo! like, of course, this is this is clearly the best movie yeah. out of the bunch of these saw saw six and saw three, both of which I think are really good iterations of the classic saw formula mm-hmm. are still kind of like weird, gross B movies. Yeah. Uh, whereas this is just like well-made and yeah. fun and funny and gross and scary and like a lot of different things all at once. And it, fe- it is features a good star performance, which none of the other ones do. That's true. Uh, it has, it has lo- a lot of things going for it. And so, yeah, it's, it is to me clearly the best one. Ahmad, you've now seen a couple of these. Where where, where do you rank it? Saw 10. Uh, I mean, out of the movies that I've seen, it's definitely the best there one. There we go. But, but I've only seen like maybe six out of the 10. We all agree. That's, 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 that's a still majority. I mean, it's a C. It's a D. It's not like a passing grade. But, um, <laughs> you know, you get, yeah, it's. Uh, and also, I, th- I feel like, you, yeah, the ones that you haven't seen are like four and five yeah six is good but you've seen you haven't seen some stinkers um that closes the uh uh the book of saw yeah i think for this podcast for flick or treat um we hope it was a scary good time happy halloween everybody go get some candy uh ahmad hey thanks for being here as always really appreciate it no problem thanks for having you have like a favorite like holiday movie like not like, uh, like like winter holiday, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever. 
Oh, Home Alone for sure. I'm I'm always watching Home Alone um, during the the Christmas holidays and the entire Harry Potter series. We usually watch oh, all that's right. eight of those that. movies as well. Okay, uh, cool. Not the Fantastic Beast one yet. You wait until after you wait until New Year's no. to do those, or uh, we don't watch that's like a President's all. Day thing. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Um, you don't uh, know where to find them. You couldn't tell. You couldn't yeah, tell me on one. Of, well, that's Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Oh, I see. You couldn't tell me you were doing the whole thing. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, you couldn't. You couldn't tell me any of the secrets of Dumbledore, and you nor the crimes of Grindelwald, and you cannot convict Grindelwald of any of his crimes. Um, I don't know, maybe we'll do a guest for the holiday one. We'll sure. See. We'll see. Um, well, thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. We'll see you down the road. Um, and happy Halloween, Ahmad. Yeah, happy Halloween. All right, that's it. No, recommend a movie. Um, my recommendation for a movie. God, I don't know. It's it's I haven't been I haven't been to the theater in a minute and there's pick a specialty movie they should take a chance on. That you're, what are twenty you most excited to see? Uh I am right now I'm most excited to see Anatomy of a Fall, I think. So pick that. Uh, yeah, I will. Anatomy I'm, of I'm fall. most come, excited. Come join me at the movies. Okay, great. Well, so we're probably seeing it tomorrow. Uh, I'm most excited for Priscilla. Okay. That is that your uh, is that your call? That's here? my call. Maybe All we'll right. do that tomorrow. I don't know, but it's that and the holdovers and there's stuff out to so go see something. Yeah, for sure. All right, plug us up. All right, you can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. Uh-huh. We are on Twitter at witboxoffice. That is also our Instagram handle. So I've heard. I am on Twitter, except I'm not. I'm on X at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeServer, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. Also, my letterbox handle. Uh, of course. Just finished the Friday the 13th franchise. Any thoughts? Jason Good, X bad. sucks. <laughs> nice. Uh, of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Apple Podcasts. Uh-huh. We are on Spotify. We are on YouTube Music. Uh, next week we will have seen films and can recommend them to you like Priscilla or Anatomy of a Fall yeah. or The Marvels. Who knows? Maybe it's good. The Marvels? Yes. Oh, God. They're coming back. we got to get out of here. All right. Next week. Uh, I don't know what, what opens next week. I don't know. Uh, next week will Is it be nothing? Because we got n- the week after that's going to be the big Thanksgiving. By the opening of the re-release of Scarface? No, that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> the re-release of Scarface. Oh, yeah. You know what opens next week? Uh, the Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds I hear it's and pretty, Snakes. I hear it's decent and long, and, and, and people are good in it, so I'm excited about it. Okay. Uh, also, Trolls Band Together? Yeah, I don't know. What's gonna, it seems like there's no buzz on that. I agree. It's I, doing well overseas. Click on it. It's doing well overseas, but there's no buzz on it, which is very weird. Uh, it has so far made fifty-eight point eight million dollars. Yeah, I just feel like for like the big in sync reunion, it was such a great uh, marketing idea, and they've they've stopped doing it. It's gone. Maybe they're not allowed to do it because of SAG. But like, I feel like interesting should be performing on every show possible, even just like in in the TV spots and trailers that yeah. I see. I, I I I said I forget if I said this on the pod or not, but I said this a week or two ago that just. It feels like a different Trolls movie that they're advertising right. that isn't about the boy band thing anymore, which is strange. Um, so, yeah, will The Hunger Games, The Ballad of uh, Songs and Snakes or whatever, uh, recapture the magic? And uh, will Trolls 3 make any money? That's the next week. Plus, how hard will the Marvels fall? 
This has been. Oh, and also we have the saw thing we didn't talk about. <laughs> yeah, I was just, hey, I was and just at some s- point you heard a saw thing. That's <laughs> I was just cool. Just splice that in there somewhere. Thank you for everyone who uh, participated in our saw uh, flicker tree. That's Very finally much. over with. Uh, our new series is come should be coming in two weeks. We'll talk about that. Um, and uh, we'll see you next week. This has been what's in the box office. I've been your host Brian, and I've been your host Noah. No guest. Damn it. See, see that that time that time was just me forgetting. All right. Was well, do would you not forget that first time you fucked up? Was that a whole lie, that whole thing? We oh, were like, no. no, that time I swear I was. No, yeah, okay. So it was the the first time I did forget the ghost thing was on purpose yes. because it yeah, was obviously. is it was funny and just <laughs> a really great bit that I'm proud of. <laughs> really it was a really great bit. Uh, and then this time I forgot again. All right. Because it was in the past. We'll see you next week. Uh, until then, go see a movie. <laughs>